The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherded Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherded Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work. This is Mark Goldstein in the studio as always with Mike Gilland. Hey, hey. And with us today is Donovan Peterkin. Hi, Donovan. Hi there, Mark. How are you? (laughs) I am so thrilled that you are on the show today because I've admired you from afar. I know you play the piano at the the Christian Chamber lunch, but you know, that's only a tip of the iceberg. As, as I've been looking at your profile and all the things y- you do, the best way I can describe you is you are a creator. Uh, thank you. I, I, um, cr- creating things is something that I absolutely am passionate about. There's no two ways about that. Now, Mike, you've had Donovan on your show yeah. many times in the past. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Tony? Yeah, he is. He's a very creative person, and he puts the stuff together And, you know, we heard him at the expo, for example, Mm -hmm. where he was doing more of the kind of uh, what I would say, what you would expect in a hotel, fine hotel lobby Mm -hmm. where he's singing. And man, I I told him, I said, you are the the ultimate uh, just just singer, music, (laughs) musician, singer going on with the jazz tunes and standards and all that. Well, he's a singer. He plays music. He's a. An author. An author. And we're going to talk yeah. about your book in the second segment, The Serenian. Yes. And, uh, you know, I never, I always called him Simon of Serene, but I never heard it said Serenian, but yes. that's what it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Crossroads and the Cross. So we're going to talk about that in the second segment. But I want to kind of lean into this idea of creator because you, you have uh, a passion in many different areas. So for our, the audience who doesn't know who Donovan Peterkin is, what are some of your passions? Let's un- unpackage that. So what is your biggest love? Well, uh, I would probably say first and foremost, it's been music for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the kind of kid that, <clears throat> pardon me, sang everything he ever heard. I mean, uh, as a child, the, the jingles on the radio, the jingles on television, I'd run around the house singing them all the time. And and you do a great Wolfman Jack imitation. Oh, man, I've been told that before. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll, baby. Amen. That's it. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. So um, music was uh, something that was always a big part of our family. My father had a gorgeous tennis voice, tenor voice sang really, really well. My mom sang in the key of if, but she made a joyful noise. <laughs> she did. You said she the key of if? if. Yeah, not if. <laughs> if I could I like sing. That. <laughs> um, if I could sing, that would be the key. But in any case, um, uh, it, it, it morphed into more. Um, my sister was the one in the family that my parents thought was going to be the pianist. So back in those days, you know, they didn't have a lot of money, but the, the music store would uh, deliver a spinet to the house and you could like pay weekly a certain mm-hmm. amount of yeah, money really. and so forth. So they mm-hmm. decided to take the chance and do that. 
Well, my sister lost interest in about two or three weeks. That was it. You know, it was, yeah, but my parents kept the piano. Okay. And um, so uh, my weekly chores, you know, one of them was to dust the piano, you know, get the, the pledge out and polish it and make sure it looked good. And I started picking out melodies, um, things that I would sing, jingles that I heard all the time. I was able to finger pick out, you know, the melody lines. Yeah, and, sure. And over time, it started to develop into more, you know, I found, oh, well, this goes with that and this goes with that. So my parents went ahead and hired a music teacher to see if they, if she could, you know, uh, ex, you know, move me along. Mm-hmm. And, um, she said, uh, after a week or two of trying, because I refused to look at the sheet music, um, she said he has a natural gift. Leave it alone. See what he does. See what happens. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. So she decided not to, you know, to mess with me, just see where it goes. And if it continues, then maybe down the road. And the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> you know, you cannot teach that gift, that natural gifting. That cannot be taught. You either have that. Or you don't. It's true. God bless yeah. me. He really did. Yeah. So share with our audience some of the different ways God has allowed you to use your gifting. Oh, my. Um, I've had the opportunity. Uh, well, of course, I started out playing in church. Once mom and dad found out I could play at all, it was like every time someone came into the house, every time we went to church, you got to sit out. You know, you got to play something. So um, I started to learn more and more, you know, songs. But um, I've had the opportunity to play in church. I've traveled the world literally uh, doing uh, solo and what's called dueling piano work. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that aren't familiar, it's a show format whereby you have two piano players and it's an all request, all audience participation type of, uh, of, of deal. Uh, I did that with Universal Studios for 12 years when they opened up City Walk. I uh, was on the original team for Pat O'Brien's there. Uh, dueling piano okay. club about that. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. and uh i was blessed to, to meet a, a great stable of players and eventually i started freelancing and it took me to cruise ships uh the caribbean across the united states i've had the chance to play venues and casinos in in, in las vegas and uh some really upscale places in california and uh, uh the midwest i mean you name it i've had the opportunity to to pretty much be in different sections, every section of the country, really. And uh, Europe, uh, all over the Caribbean. So I'm thankful for that. I've had a great ride doing that. And um, I've had the chance to... uh, to play with uh, uh, some some really uh, um, incredible incredible uh, icons of music, I got to uh, uh, actually uh, play a couple of songs with uh, Del Reese, really? uh, yeah, in her one woman show way back, way back when. Um, singing has given me the chance to sing as one of the Moon River singers with Andy Williams, oh, so I got the chance here. got the chance to do that. That was amazing. What a guy he was! Oh my goodness! I'm selling my guitars now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh my! So um, it's given me that chance, but you know, it's also given me a chance to minister because um, many times uh, after after the shows are over in the bars and all, and the musicians are hanging out, or some of the musicians in the inner circle of of patrons, many times discussions have led to things that were spiritual. Well, give us an example of how you were able to minister to somebody. Well, you know, uh, a lot of times um, people, well, you have to, you know, you have to look at it from the angle that 
people are the same regardless as to what their background is. Um, we have certain core tenants that you know belong to each and every one of us. And we also have the same problems and we also have the same challenges and we go through the same kind of stuff. So sometimes um, people are just hurting. And I mean, in the bar business, you find out that hurting is how they, <laughs> for the most part, bars make their money. I mean, that's that's who you're ministering to. So oftentimes there have been conversations, somebody losing someone, somebody going through a divorce, somebody uh, getting a bad diagnosis. I mean, all kinds of things happen and the talk starts to happen and sure. it gives, gives you the opportunity to, to try to bring healing and comfort by bringing into it, you know, God's love and, 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 and what Jesus and, and his love can do for him. And um, many times I've prayed in church with people that would have normally never walked into a church or listened to a minister or even thought about praying in public. I mean, God has sent a divine, uh, what, what I call divine appointments. <laughs> well, and, you know, we talk about in this show is the shepherd at work is mm -hmm. using your vocation for the ministry avocation, if you will. And yeah, oftentimes you're in a situation where people are extremely vulnerable they and but they're they're reaching out i'm almost thinking you know mike sometimes i'm thinking people who go to college mm -hmm. to become a counselor ought to do a job as bartender for a little while as ojt before yeah. they get to graduate that's, that's right because they do i mean that uh, that whole thing the classic thing of of those that do work in such a way as that they, they hear the stories that Donovan's talking about because people are, are usually in those places trying to hide from something, trying to forget something, sure. trying to deal with something. Absolutely. Absolutely. The loneliness, the depression, the things that you see, not to say that there aren't joyful moments too, but yeah. you know, the, there, there are a lot of hurting people out there and you find that out when you're doing that kind of vocation. Well, and in the next segment, we're going to talk about how your book ministers to those folks and hits that 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 real sacred space. But I want to go a little light before the end of the break. Two questions. Sure. What is your favorite song to play? And the second one, what's the most difficult song you've ever played? Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> good questions, both. Well, I've always had a hard time answering the question of what's my favorite thing to play because I have different favorites from every genre. But if I had to pick one, um, one of my favorite songs to play is the theme song from Charlie Brown. <laughs> the, really? Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. yeah, it's called Linus and Lucy by, by Vince Garley. <laughs> exactly. Man, Mark, very nice. Yeah, that man, is so great. much fun. Yeah. You did it. And probably yeah. in the right key of it, too. All right? I think so. Uh, no, I'm in the key of F. <laughs> <laughs> the key of if. If, if. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my. And uh, as far as the most difficult song, there's a there was a song by Billy Joel um, uh, called um, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. And oh, it's, yeah. It's it's an all encompassing. It's an epic. Many tune. parts. Many to parts it. Yeah. to movements. And I, after learning to play that, I, I I felt a big spirit of accomplishment. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that like bottle of red? Yes. Bottle, bottle of white. That's yeah. it. That's Love it. Love that song. That's it. I also learned how to play Stairway to Heaven, including the uh, the, the guitar solo. Oh, there solo. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't ever do that inside of a guitar center, though. No, they'll, no. They'll throw you out. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are, we are having so much fun. We're up against a break. We'll be back with the Shepherd of Work, Donovan Peterkin, right after this. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. We're back, Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Dillon, and we are chatting with a good friend of ours, Donovan Peterkin, who is an accomplished musician. As we said in the first segment, you're a creator, and one of the ways you create, God has given you the gift of writing. Yes. And you have written a book that's, uh, actually, people can pre-order it right now, so it's kind of right hot, hot off the shelf. Indeed. It's called The Cyrenian Crossroads and across. Yes. And it's about Simon of Cyrene. But you, mm-hmm. Mike, we never really hear about. Very little. He's, yeah. a, he's a guy that yeah. we read about for a minute that carried the yeah. cross. And that's all we know. But you're a historian. So you've come up with some great jewels. So tell us, what was the genesis? Why did you choose Simon to, to focus on for the story? Well, uh, thank you for asking. It, uh, it, it was an inspiration that came from the fact that I just wondered about him. Um, I was a big fan of the epic Bible movies back in the, you know, when we were kids, family mm-hmm. get together, we watched the 10 commandments and Ben Hur and things of that nature. But they, they uh, did one called the greatest story ever told. Uh-huh. And it was an all-star cast, big production. And the scene in which uh, Simon carried the cross, Simon was played by Sidney Poitier. Okay. And I always wondered, because he, he basically didn't have any vocal part at all. He mm-hmm. had no speaking lines. So um, I wondered what it must have been like for someone to be carrying the cross of Jesus. I mean, knowing what that meant, what this mission was going to be, and how did that affect him? Where did he come from? You know, how did he get there? Why did God choose him? Um, how did it affect his life afterwards? These were all questions that kind of started to float around in my head. And you are a student of history. Very much so. Um, of all the subjects in school, history was my my, my absolute favorite. I mean, if I was going to cut a class, it wasn't going to be history class. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I, uh, my parents also uh, had given me a lot of historical type books when I was a kid. You know, we didn't have any internet back then. So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time reading and um, ancient Roman, biblical era history and medieval history became very, very interesting to me. And uh, it carried on. Wow. So what are some of the life lessons that you learned through learning about his story that you share with with the readers? Okay. Uh, Well, 
Uh, I always believe that we get a better picture of where we're going if we understand where we've been. Sure. Because history truly does repeat itself. But um, in this case, I wanted folks to get a feel for what it would have been to live during that period of time and therefore amplify the events of the passion. Um, I kind of see stories as opposed to think stories, if if that makes any sense. Sure. I have kind of a cinematic approach to it because mm-hmm. I was such a big movie buff. So I kind of watch it develop and then transfer that to paper. Once pen got put to paper, God took off. I mean, the spirit just, it came out faster than I could write it. But I wanted folks to understand a little bit about the Cyrenian culture and about the, the, the area and the politics that were involved and the kinds of things that you're seeing even now today repeating themselves completely. So um, I wanted folks to get a feel for that and some of the traditions and all. So are you, you're telling us that it really wasn't a coincidence that it was Simon who carried the cross. There was a deeper reason. I believe so. And uh, that's kind of the premise the book is written on. So Simon doesn't have a backstory. He's only mentioned three times in the Bible, one out of three, uh, three out of the four gospels. And it's only one small little verse in each one. So not having a backstory, I, I started to give him one. And again, once I, as I said, once I put pen to paper, the spirit took over and it just, it flowed. So would you, would you say this is a historical, uh, a a historically correct, or is it an implied what you've learned where you could just apply it or imply that this is what happened in the story? Okay. For the most part, um, it is historically accurate. Okay. Um, I tried to stay true to the history, and I also tried very hard to make sure I stayed true to the gospel as well because I didn't want to get too out there, you know, um, or, or, or too stray away too far from the, the, what we know to be the truth. However, there are certain characters that I created for the story. Okay. Okay, supporting cast. But there are also characters in the Bible that were real, especially uh, several of the women that were involved in the story. Uh, There is uh, Susanna and Johanna, and they are actually written about in the Bible. And in my studying, in my research, I came to realize how important they were to Jesus's ministry. Mm -hmm. This would be historically informed fiction, I think is the kind of category that this would fall into, right? That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So basically, it's built on something that actually did happen, but what you've done is you filled in the, the cracks and the the pages that were otherwise not given to us. Well, much like mm. in the, the Chosen mm-hmm. series, yeah. the, there were like the meeting with Jesus and, and Nicodemus. Right. It, that was kind of fleshed Extrapolated, out. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So... Very, very much that, that style. Mm-hmm. So in the story, do you explain why... They wanted Simon to carry the cross versus, I mean, look what they had already done to Jesus. Why wouldn't they have just made him take it the rest of the way? Wouldn't that have been more hurtful to him? That was their intention uh, uh, initially, um, was to make him suffer as much as possible. In fact, there were two ways of carrying the cross back then. You could either carry just, I think it was called the cold frame, which is the side to side. Yeah, the side to side part, just mm-hmm. that beam. Okay. Or for prisoners that they really wanted to make suffer, they carried the whole cross. And we've seen it depicted both ways. 
So um, the, the, to answer your question, the reason there was a need for a sign was Jesus couldn't do it. Mm. He just couldn't do it. Um, he should not have survived as long as he did. Okay, if we look at it from a sure. biological or physical uh, standpoint. Mm. But um, when it came time, it was not unusual for the Romans to press somebody into service mm. To, to make it happen. And um, funny enough, with the uh, the Jewish culture, that was actually considered to be an insult because to carry the cross of a condemned man was, yeah. was something that was considered an insult. But the way I wrote it in this story, it's a combination of two things. On the outside looking in, he was compelled okay. to do it. He was, he was forced into it. But there's another side to that story, and you'll read that in the book. We're not going to do a spoiler alert. No, no spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, no. So- <laughs> Donovan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. What in your research and in writing the story, what or did anything jump out that absolutely surprised you and amazed you? Okay. Um, A couple of things. First of all, I didn't realize how large Jesus's uh, entourage was. Um, You know, we're mostly familiar with the 12, of course. And, but, um, in terms of disciples, which were basically followers or students, there were uh, over, upwards of 70. And that's only counting men because they didn't count women mm-hmm. back then. Um, I also was very, very surprised to learn the role, again, of, of women in his ministry and how important it was. In fact, the two I'd mentioned earlier actually had financial means mm-hmm. and made his ministry even more possible. So um, those were a couple of surprises um, that, 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 that I learned, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of things that jumped out at me. So Donovan, what is your hopes that folks will take away from this book? Okay, a few things. First, um, I want folks to understand that these were real people going through real things okay. and uh, struggles even in their faith and crisis along that line. It's a book about salvation. It's a book about salvation on different levels. It's a book about healing. It's a book about forgiveness. It's a book about sacrifice. All of these things come together. I used as my main uh, quote to open the book in the dedication to greater love has no man than he would lay down his life mm-hmm. for his friends. And I use Jesus as an example, but as you read the book, you'll also see where that, that comes into play. So uh, in as much as, Jesus needed someone to help him with his cross. We need to help with ours, and we need to help others with theirs. So in essence, we can say as a piano player, you're giving people the keys to victorious Christian living. I like that. I like that. Wow. (laughs) And you scored one on that one. Oh, Oh, big time. (laughs) I think we'll just quit the puns. (laughs) We can go crazy here. Donovan, please share with our audience how they can get your book. Sure. Uh, it's available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and just about all of the book uh, 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 online services, you can get it. It uh, is both in uh, 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 downloadable form, Kindle, mm-hmm. as well as uh, as a paperback. And you can go to www.thesirenian.com. Dot com. That's my website. You can also see the video trailer for the book, which sets it up, as well as uh, it'll take you the link inside the website. will take you to where you can buy it. 
you know, when I looked at that video trailer, I thought for sure this was actually a movie also, because that is a cool trailer. Oh, I thank you. And I'm praying it will be a movie one day. That's one of my aspirations. Yeah, I uh, think now, so. It's the, the Cyrenian dot. W, yep, the Cyrenian dot com. Real quick, spell Cyrenian. Okay, that would be C-Y-R-E-N-I-A-N. Wonderful. Dot com. And uh, Donovan, this half hour went by very quickly. So thank you so much. And our blessings that this book will just sell like hotcakes. Oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mike. You guys are the best. <laughs> blessings on both of you. Thank well, you. for Donovan Peterkin, Mike Gillen, this is Mark Goldstein. We'll see you next week. been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who'll show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.